if you accidentally bid these up while you're optimizing your um, campaigns, performance is going to go down the drain fast. But the reach that you get with the single word keywords is crazy. They drive tons of impressions. They're great for driving awareness at next to no cost. And they produce a great A cost along with it. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Schellerud from Ad Advance, and I'm joined again today by Matt. And Matt, how are you doing today? How I'm doing will depend entirely on our internet connection for this podcast, Joe. Last time we had a couple struggles, so I'm hoping uh, for nice high-speed internet throughout this this one. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Usually we're in the office together right now. We've been remote a bit just with some sickness going through the office, but we are uh, yeah, hoping to get back in soon. And I always look forward to when I ask Matt how his day is going, because <laughs> it's always a tough question to answer when I ask the exact same question. Ask me a technical question. Yeah. <laughs> Give me something hard. The easy ones yeah, I struggle with. A- that's the most like stressful thing for recording these podcast episodes is just answering that question, <laughs> which is why I enjoy throwing it out there. <laughs> yeah. So today on the podcast, um, we've done some posts on catch-all campaigns and we've covered them a bit before, but yeah, we get a lot of questions on catch-all campaigns, kind of how we structure them. What do we see performance? Why do they work? all that good stuff. So figured we would kind of focus on our catch-all campaigns, maybe get into our seeding campaigns a bit, which are pretty similar overall. So Matt, love to get an overview. How about you introduce us to what catch-all campaigns are? Sure. So they are a no-brainer campaign strategy that every Amazon seller, every vendor should be utilizing in their account. Why? Because there's no downside to them. At their core, they're a series of auto and manual campaigns that you can set up with very, very low bids attached to them that drive very low CPCs. And because of that, they net you sales at great, healthy ACOS, really high ROAS. So that's it at their core. We have a number of different types of catch-all campaigns that we'll launch and we can get into. But the common theme between all of these catch-all campaign types is they have very low bids. So what's your thoughts to get impressions, to get placements on Amazon? We have a bid component and we have a placement component or a relevancy component that goes along with it. And so why do these get impressions in the first place is always a key question we get. If you're bidding super low, shouldn't something else like for the majority of the time win these impressions? So what's your take on that? Yeah. And the answer is the majority of the time, your primary campaigns that have the same targets or your primary auto campaigns with higher bids will get the impression. But catch-all campaigns almost always net some impressions, some clicks, some sales. And I've been really amazed by how many clicks and sales that they can drive in certain instances. So I guess the key reason why I think that catch-all campaigns generate some volume, even though you have the exact same campaign, like an auto campaign or that exact manual target that you're targeting with a higher bid in another campaign that has budget, is just the nature of how we we choose to structure them. And that, for the most part, are multi-product ad groups. So with our first, our, our main catch-all campaign that we'll launch in an account, it has all of the eligible products grouped within the same ad group. And for whatever reason, it seems like Amazon treats those multi-product ad groups 
a little bit differently at auction on the relevancy side. So bundling all of these products together within the same ad group somehow increases relevancy because those core multi-product, you know, in some cases, thousand products ad groups generate quite a bit of volume when we have an exact replica auto campaign for all of those products and manual campaign targeting the same keywords at 10 times higher bids. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, my take on it too, like, so Amazon in a perfect world, they would probably be able to always see like from a high bid standpoint, look at each individual bid that we have going into it, combine that all together and come up with this like perfect ad placement that shows up at the top. But in reality, they're having to make these calculations in milliseconds to figure out what ad is going to show up at the top. And so with the algorithms, they're having to take some shortcuts to figure out who's going to get what placements as we go. And for whatever reason, it seems like we're finding a quirk in the algorithm that with these multi-product campaigns or ad groups like Matt's talking about, even with low bids, we can win a quite a few impressions. Ideally for Amazon, we wouldn't be winning these and our primary campaigns would because we're going to pay a lot more per click. Um, but for whatever reason, we're finding these quirks in the algorithms and it continues to work to this day. I mean, we've been running these for quite a while, so I don't see them going away anytime soon. For whatever reason, just from our testing, these seem to perform well. So the question on why did they get all the impressions? Somewhat uncertain, but seems to be a quirk in the algorithm just with some of the shortcuts they need to take to complete that millisecond operation. But it works, and we see great performance from it. Good point. Yeah. So maybe walk us through. I, so you hit on the structure a little bit, but l let's go into some more detail. Like, so for a catch-all campaign, like how do you set these up? What's kind of the key criteria that you see that works best? So like bids, placements, all that good stuff. Sure. Yeah, so let's start out with our core campaign strategy, and that's just our general catch-all auto and manual campaign series. And within this catch-all, we'll call it catch-all all products campaign series, we group all products within the same ad group within each of these campaigns. On the auto side, uh, we'll typically use a bid starting around the $0.08 cent mark, so maybe $0.10 cents close match, uh, Nine cents substitutes, eight cents loose match, five cents compliments, something in that range where it's really low, really conservative. In terms of campaign settings, we'll use very high top of search settings. So maybe 100 to 200%, maybe 300% placements, top of search placement settings. I would say start around the 150% to 200% mark. The reason why we can do that is because our bids are so, so low. And then we pair that with a combination of either fixed bids for the campaign bidding strategy or dynamic up and down. And honestly, we experiment with the two bid strategies a lot for catch-all and in different scenarios, they'll drive different results. One of the two will drive more volume. So the benefit of fixed bids is it, Amazon won't dynamically reduce your bid before escalating, before applying your top of search placement setting. The benefit of dynamic up and down is it can escalate your bid up to 2x, so maybe 8 cents to 16 cents, and then apply that top of search setting of maybe 100% to bring it to a 30 cent CPC, which is likely well below your typical CPC still for your primary campaigns. So we'll flip between those two settings and figure out which one performs best, which one drives the most volume. And then on the manual side, 
the setup's a little bit more involved. So you're still picking all of your products. You're grouping them within a keyword targeting ad group and a product targeting ad group within that manual campaign. Because we're building these campaigns in a series, one auto, one manual, we'll funnel all the converting search terms from that auto campaign into this manual campaign. And then we'll also seed that manual campaign with all the top performing search terms within the account. So these are targets that are bid elsewhere. They exist in our primary campaigns. They exist in other places at much higher bids. We'll put them in there because if Amazon's willing to give us an impression, even though we lose that like ad granularity where we can pick you know, what keyword drives an impression for which ad, the cost per click is so low and the return is so high that it's worthwhile, you know, giving up that little bit of control um, for the sake of super low cost sales. Yeah. So some frequently asked questions that we get <clears throat> when talking through catch all campaigns. So one is, do these products all need to be like related to each other, say in the same niche or as like variations? And the answer is no, not at all. And so we can just group a ton of products together into this catch all campaign. And while some of the keywords may not be as relevant to that product overall, <clears throat> Amazon's relevancy algorithms tends to filter those out and show the, the right products for the right keywords. And the other key piece is that we're paying so little per click that even if you get some that aren't as relevant, in general, you're going to get these relevant clicks that show up. There may be some that aren't quite as relevant, but you're not paying that much for it. So that's one commonly asked question. Another commonly asked question. So Matt, you said that we take some keywords that like the best performing search terms from our other campaigns and we put them all into our catch all manual. So we get the common question. Well, now you have overlapping keywords. Isn't that bad? Because the keywords compete against each other. So one, it's a myth. Like they don't actually compete against each other. And in this case, if we're going to get the impressions at eight cents or 15 cents or something really low, why wouldn't we take that over our main campaign, which is going to be bid a lot higher? So getting that impression coming over, I know there's a lot of misinformation, some that even comes from Amazon support on having too many campaigns with the same keywords in them. Like, you know, that's a myth overall. Like they do not compete against each other. And having these keywords or search terms in your catch-all gives you this opportunity to potentially get the clicks at a lot lower cost, which helps your ACOS. So I don't know, Matt, do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree with you. I don't agree with that Amazon support feedback. The benefit of catch-all, sure. it just outweighs that potential drawback. I, I don't see it as a real drawback. Just for some context, across our client mix, our catch-all campaigns have driven more than 10 million in ad sales at a 15% ACoS. So we're the median ACoS for a typical campaign across all sellers. So, you know, really good ACoS and you know, more competitive ACoS, it's right around 25%. So it's significantly outperforming other campaigns in terms of ACoS. And 10 million is a lot of sales to drive it and that kind of favorability. So they're sure. effective. They're worth utilizing for sure. Yeah. So we talked about catch-all auto campaigns and key variables to use when setting that up. We talked about catch-all manual campaigns focusing on search terms. What about product targets and categories? Yeah. So product targets, we'll, we'll take a similar approach in our overarching catch-all all products manual campaign. So we'll take all the top performing search terms and 
that are keyword based search terms and plug them into our manual keyword targeting ad group. We'll take all the top performing product targets and plug those into our product targeting ad group within that overarching catch-all campaign. You can definitely add category targets to those as well. Same theme, you know, very low bid, extend your reach at, at a very low CPC. If you get sales, it's going to be at a great CPC, really great ACoS. So why not? Really, there aren't that many hard and fast rules to setting these up because the bids are so safe. If it's a loosely relevant keyword, you can throw it in there. You can mass target keywords, kind of like in the old in the old days of Amazon, where you could you know load a thousand keywords into an ad group, and a lot of them would pick up volume and do all right. Like four years ago, five years ago, you can do that with catch-all campaigns. Just because if they don't drive impressions, it's not it's not hurting you. And when they do drive impressions and clicks, like you're going to get conversions at at a really good return. Yeah, taking back to the good old days when cost per click was so low because competition was so low that you could get really broad and really general. And I remember all the uh, strategies back in the day when you just like use these crazy keyword generators and all right, here's a thousand that goes in this one and another thousand, another thousand. And the cost per click would be so low that you could do that. Obviously not recommended today, <laughs> other yeah. than in catch all campaigns when your bid really low. Back in the day, key question, do you want a 5% ACoS or do you want a 10% ACoS? <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so what other strategies can we implement than the, the catch-all standpoint or kind of taking that approach? Sure. So we talked about that all product group together catch-all campaign. That one drives the most volume because of the improved relevancy, I think, of having those multi-product ad groups. But we do run catch-all by product campaigns as well. So again, an auto and manual campaign that are linked together where we'll funnel from auto into manual. But the key difference is each of our products are broken out into a separate ad group within this uh, campaign. And then what we do to seed those is we populate uh, the top um, 30 recommended keywords and top 30 recommended product targets and category targets on a per product level into this by product campaign. So... Again, like the common thread between the byproduct and the all product type is those very, very low bids. Chances are you're going to have a lot or all of those recommended keywords existing in some other campaign. That's fine. Here, they're just in case we pick up volume at those super low CPCs. Again, kind yeah. of a why not kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. So these ones are easy for us to create and they're kind of, I don't know, just like cleanup campaigns. So for whatever reason, if our primary campaigns don't get the impressions and we can get them here at a much lower cost, let's do that. And so we set these up like they're not huge sales or volume drivers, but they're cleanup campaigns. And if they're getting impressions at a great cost per click with great keywords, because we, we stay pretty targeted on how we um, supply these in terms of like keywords and product targets if we're getting the click at a really low rate why not exactly and if you were to ask me like which one should i launch which one will create more value it's going to be that all products between the byproduct or the all product kind of approach the all product group together uh campaign almost always drives significantly more volume some of that is just you know by nature it has more targets in the manual campaign, but the auto also picks up significantly more volume with uh, consistent campaign level settings and bids. So we see more volume and because of that, better results from the 
mass grouped ones. It's also a lot easier to set up for you. Like exactly. we have tools and tech to be able to pull in recommended targets by ASIN with a single click across a full catalog. Um, it's not that easy for an individual seller that doesn't have access to software. Like they'd have to create all of these different ad groups and then they'd have to apply all of these recommended keywords, which can be tedious. So if you're time strapped and you're looking What's a quick win? What's a quick value adder? Run the catch-all grouped all product together and maybe skip the catch-all by product. But we have other yeah. types that you should consider using too. Um, kind of similar to the catch-all by product strategy is catch-all by campaign. And so this is a really good approach to use across your full campaign structure, across your full account. You have your primary campaigns and you can essentially create a copy of those with lower bids. So if those primary campaigns run out of budget or for whatever reason, Amazon's algos decide to award the catch-all campaign an impression instead, it'll come at a lower cost. So basically you're creating a mirror of your other campaign structures nested within a single campaign. So rather than having like a million additional campaigns or a hundred additional campaigns, you have a single one and then each ad group is replicated based on the other, your primary campaign and ad group naming conventions and, and stuff like that. So basically creating a copy of everything that you're doing in your other campaigns within one single campaign with bids set, you know, at the 10 cent level or one third of where you typically bid, you can get more aggressive with these since you have really good benchmarks on how to optimize and what targets to feed into them. Yeah, this, this one is one that, that makes even less sense that it works because we're yeah. literally just taking copies of existing campaigns, bid much higher, and then we just bid lower. And for whatever reason, we'll still get impressions for these. And <laughs> so it's another why not from our perspective. And, you know, when we talk about ease, like for us, we can just build a tool or build it into our software really quick and then just duplicate all these as we go. If you're having to do it manually, definitely takes some more work there. But from our structure, it's like, oh, well, let's test this. We test it. We start seeing impressions and it's getting a lower cost per click. It's another why not approach for us. It doesn't make any sense why it works because you have the exact same keyword words <laughs> many times in the exact same campaign for this structure and you're still getting the impressions at a lower cost per click yeah yeah and this approach that approach to it could be applied beyond just like a standard boilerplate catch-all campaign that we're talking about here like if you have a launch product and you're bidding really aggressively but are budget limited it can be a good a best practice to create a catch-all campaign a one-off copy of that that's bid at maybe 50% of that level. So when your main launch campaign runs out of budget, campaign two picks up any remaining traction more cost effectively, and it can still net you impressions till end of day. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So that's kind of a catch all. One other campaign type that is related is like our seeding campaigns. So maybe walk through what, what seeding campaigns are and kind of how they differ from catch-all. Sure. Yeah. So our seeding campaigns differ from catch-all just because of the nature of the targets that we seed them with. So it's a manual only catch-all campaign, no auto component to it. And you're going back to the back to the basics, all products grouped within the same ad group. Again, so it's a very easy structure to initially create. Within that manual campaign, you're going to have three ad groups. One for single word keywords 
And then the other one for broad match combinations of your listing title. And then finally, one that captures any search terms that match to those two seeding ad groups and converts. So you just plow anything that performs well, converts down into exact match as, a, as another ad group. So taking a step back, looking at those two ad groups that are in this seeding campaign, let's, let's start with the single keyword one. This one raises a lot of eyebrows because like broader phrase match, single keywords can have tremendous reach. You could target like a keyword like the or seven, you know, like really, really generic keywords that could match to any variety of search terms. But what's awesome is are those relevancy screeners that Amazon puts in place. And we're bidding these at like 10 cents or lower in a lot of cases. So even though like click-through rate isn't phenomenal because there are so many search terms that they match to, conversion rate, you know, not that great either. That CPC results in a really, really great ACOS. Like most accounts have anywhere from like a 10 to 15% ACOS for these seeding campaigns despite having really, really generic keywords. And the key thing here is keeping bids low as with any catch-all campaign. If you accidentally bid these up while you're optimizing your um, campaigns, see a great ACOS and then decide to increase bid to 30 cents or something, performance is going to go down the drain fast. So they're a little bit risky, but the reach that you get with those single keyword, single word keywords is crazy. They drive tons of impressions. They're great for driving awareness at next to no cost. And they produce a great A cost along with it. Um, yeah. yeah. So one thing to keep in mind too. So if you are using automation or software for your advertising and yeah. you're setting these up, you need to make sure that your automation is not optimizing these. Because <clears throat> like we have, like Matt just said, we've had instances where we're bidding on the keyword the. <laughs> and, and we keep the bids really low. And Amazon, with its relevancy screener, will say, okay, this search term had the word the, but I know based off of what the product, that this is probably going to be relevant. So nobody else has bid for this keyword. So I'm going to show this one like that looks like it's pretty relevant. And I'm going to show the ad for it. And we get a super low cost per click. So this is like a really good cleanup campaign because if you're bidding so generally you can pick up on these other search terms that nobody's bidding for and start getting impressions because amazon's going to show some ads so they might as well get paid a little bit for it in these campaigns so but just make sure if you're using automation that it is not automating say to like an acos target or something like that because it could crank up bids and things can get out of control pretty quick we have very strict guidelines within our software that it ignores these or treats them differently, but just a, a word of caution there if you're using automation. Yeah, super risky if you're not careful with these seeding and catch-all campaigns, especially seeding and those single word keywords, because if you increase that bid a little bit too much, volume can go through the roof. You'll spend really fast and you know potentially not convert well. So sure. great point, Joe. And to any skeptics out there like about single word keywords, key thing is that low bid. So the keywords for and the have combined for like over six figures, like well over six figures in ad sales for us at a 16% ACoS. So <laughs> they're doing their job. They're doing well as long as they're treated right in a seeding campaign. If we bid 20 cents or 30 cents for those keywords, it'd be a completely different story. Conversion rate's not great. It's all that low CPC that's producing that great ACoS. 
Yep. Yep. <laughs> and we, we do get some questions too. Like, and we're very clear when we're setting these up for our clients. Like this is the reason why we're doing it. You know, cause if, if you picture, if you're a seller and you go in and you see the keyword, the, it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. and, but this is the reason why it's really the low CPC. That is why this strategy works. Exactly. Yeah. So the single word keyword in a seeding campaign, that's an easy ad group to set up. Uh, go to your search term reports, pick out single keywords. You can use Excel to create a list. We do it based on search frequency of those single words. So we'll look at all search terms and then pick out individual words, some all impressions, clicks, metrics based on single word, and then rank them in order and then plow in the top 300. That's a pretty scientific approach that you don't need to do. You can go, you pull a search term report, pick out, you know, 50, 100 individual words uh, that you want to seed in that ad group and roll with those for your product mix and test initial results. Our process works really well, but it also relies on like algos that are difficult to replicate if you're an individual seller not using our software. Yep. Yep. And one thing to keep in mind too, is that these can be great for keyword research overall. So once you're starting to run these, like you can find really long tail search terms that you didn't even think of, but may convert really well. And you might actually want to move some of these that are, that you know are relevant to your typical campaign funnel structure too. So it can be a great way to discover new longer tail keywords as you go to. Yeah. And then I guess lastly, touching on seeding campaigns, we do have, you know, there's two main ad groups that with seeding words in it. The second type is basically taking all the product titles of the ads within that ad group and then creating broad match combinations of the words in the listing title. So word one, word two paired together, word one, word three, word two, word three, word three, word four, ad nauseum, creating you know a long list of title-based broad match keywords. And those do really, really well. They have great click-throughs, great conversion rates, and paired with that low CPC, they have a pretty awesome ACOS. You can see uh, how we have fun with our software and just developing up these these different these different varieties to test overall, which is where a lot of these strategies have come from. Yeah. So Matt, you know, we covered catch all. So we talked about auto and then manual campaigns. We talked about grouping or splitting out by product and running catch all campaigns. We talked about just going into and copying your primary campaigns and then kind of creating like low bid versions of that. And then we talked about seeding campaigns. Um, any, any last items that we should be covering here? Yeah. So these tactics are staples for sponsored products, but they also work with sponsored brands uh, to a degree, and they work with sponsored display on the product targeting side. So don't shy away from using these strategies with sponsored brands and sponsored display. We've seen especially good results with sponsored brands and our uh, seeding and catch-all campaigns. Sure. I love it. Yeah, well, we covered lots of good things. And the fun thing is that, um, especially like the, the catch-all campaigns, the general ones where you just put all your products in, they're really easy to implement. So I guess key takeaway is if you're not doing this, I would definitely challenge you to implement it. Try it out. Start with low bids. You can cap daily budget. Um until you see how it's doing, 
we're seeing this success across the board from these campaigns and getting really good returns. So overall, <clears throat> definitely encourage you to check that out as you go. And as always, you know, we want to say thank you for listening to the podcast. We appreciate the time um, that you're taking to listen to it. And if, if you're looking for other content, make sure you connect with me on LinkedIn is a great spot or Facebook too. So looking forward to the connections there. And if these strategies are working for you, feel free to send me a message and let me know. It's always fun to see how these work for other people too. And I'll definitely be talking to Matt about it as we go. So as always, uh, thanks for listening to the Ad Project Podcast, and we will see you on the next episode.